it's our mind that is responsible for our bondage or freedom disciplining and controlling the mind is essential to success in any endeavor more so in spiritual life a controlled mind acts as a potent instrument to realize the ultimate goal of life which is realization of the divinity in us meditation is perhaps the most common and widely practiced discipline in various spiritual traditions the world over we present here a few practical hints on meditation these are in the words of swami vivekananda considered as a dhyana siddha or an adept in meditation these sayings have been culled from the nine volumes of the complete works of swami vivekananda besides inspiring you we are sure these utterances will also give you many valuable hints on meditation my ideal indeed can be put into a few words and that is to preach unto mankind the divinity and how to make it manifest in every moment of life each soul is potentially divine the goal is to manifest this divine within by controlling nature external and internal do this either by work or worship or psychic control of philosophy by one or more or all of these and be free this is the whole of religion doctrines or dogmas or rituals or books or temples or forms are but secondary details religion is realization not talk not doctrine not theories however beautiful they may be it is being and becoming not hearing or acknowledging it is the whole soul becoming changed into what it believes we may study books all our lives we may become very intellectual but in the end we find that we have not developed at all spiritually to quicken the spirit the impulse must come from another soul the person from whose soul such impulse comes is called the guru the teacher and the person to whose soul the impulse is conveyed is called the shishya the student there is nothing higher and holier than the knowledge which comes to the soul transmitted by a spiritual teacher the greatest help to spiritual life is meditation
in meditation we divest ourselves of all material conditions and feel our divine nature we do not depend upon any external help in meditation meditation is the focusing of the mind on some object if the mind acquires concentration on one object it can be so concentrated on any object whatsoever meditation means the mind is turned back upon itself the mind stops all the thought waves and the world stops your consciousness expands meditation is one of the great means of controlling the rising of the thought waves by meditation we can make the mind subdue these waves and if you go on practicing meditation for days and months and years until it has become a habit anger and hatred will be controlled and checked meditative state is the highest state of existence it is only the contemplative witness like study of objects that brings to us real enjoyment and happiness the mind is like a lake and every stone that drops into it raises waves the bottom of a lake we cannot see because its surface is covered with ripples it is only possible for us to catch a glimpse of the bottom when the ripples have subsided and the water is calm the bottom of the lake is our own true self the lake is the chitta mind stuff and the waves the vrittis thought waves these waves do not let us see what we are the full moon is reflected in the water of the lake but the surface is so disturbed that we do not see the reflection clearly let it be calm do not let nature raise the wave keep quiet and then after a little while she will give you up then we know what we are the science of raja yoga proposes to put before humanity a practical and scientifically worked out method of reaching this truth the goal of all its teaching is how to concentrate the mind then how to discover the innermost recesses of our own minds in the study of this yoga no faith or belief is necessary raja yoga proposes to start from the internal world to study internal nature and through that control the whole both internal and external as each science requires certain preparations and has its own method which must be followed before it could be understood even so in yoga 
Raja Yoga is known as the Eightfold Yoga because it is divided into eight principal parts. These are first Yama. This is the most important and has to govern the whole life. It has five divisions. One, not injuring any being by thought, word or deed. Two, non-covetousness in thought, word or deed. Three, perfect chastity in thought, word or deed. Four, perfect truthfulness in thought, word or deed. Five, non-receiving of gifts. Second, Niyama. The bodily care, bathing daily, dietary, etc. Cleanliness, contentment, austerities, study and self-surrender to God. The purification of the body by water or other materials is the external purification as bathing etc. Purification of the mind by truth and by all the other virtues is what is called internal purification. Both are necessary. Repeating the Vedas and other mantras by which the sattva material in the body is purified is called study, swadhyaya. What is meant by study? Study of those books which teach the liberation of the soul. Study to intensify one's convictions. Yama and Niyama are for lifelong practice. In other words, we have to thoroughly understand and practice these steps. Third, Asana or Posture It is quite necessary that we should find a posture in which we can remain long. That posture which is the easiest for us should be the one chosen. The main part of the activity will be along the spinal column. So the one thing necessary for the posture is to hold the spinal column free, sitting erect, holding the three parts, the chest, neck and the spine in straight line. Fourth, Pranayama. Prana means the vital forces in one's own body. Ayama means controlling them. Pranayama means the control of prana. Breathing is only one of the many exercises through which we get to the real pranayama. Breath is like the flywheel of this machine, body. In a big engine, you find the flywheel moving first and that motion is conveyed to finer and finer machinery until the most delicate and finest mechanism in the machine is in motion. 
the breath is the fly wheel supplying and regulating the motive power to everything to this body by laying hold of and learning to control breath we grasp the nerve currents our thoughts and lastly the prana controlling which we reach freedom fifth pratyahara the indriyas the organs of the senses are acting outwards and coming in contact with external objects checking the outgoing powers of the mind freeing it from the thraldom of the senses and bringing them under the control of the will is what is called pratyahara or gathering towards oneself sixth dharana concentration on one subject when the chitta or mind stuff is confined and limited to a certain place it is dharana fixing the mind on the lotus of the heart is what is called dharana seventh dhyana limited to one spot making that spot the base a particular kind of mental waves rise these are not swallowed up by other kinds of waves but by degrees become prominent while all the others recede and finally disappear next the multiplicity of these waves gives place to unity and one wave only is left in the mind this is dhyana meditation eighth when no basis is necessary when the whole of the mind has become one wave one formness it is called samadhi bereft of all help from places and centers only the meaning of thought is present samadhi illumination is the aim of all our efforts if the mind can be fixed on the center of lotus of heart for 12 seconds it will be a dharana 12 such dharanas will be a dhyana and 12 such dhyanas will be a samadhi each of the steps to attain samadhi has been reasoned out properly adjusted scientifically organized and when faithfully practiced will surely lead us to the desired end then will all sorrows cease all miseries vanish the seeds of actions will be burned and the soul be free forever he who seeks to come to god through raja yoga must be strong mentally physically morally and spiritually take every step in that light
you must practice at least twice every day and the best times are towards the morning and the evening when night passes into day and day into night a state of relative calmness ensues your body will have a like tendency to become calm at those times we should take advantage of that natural condition and begin to practice first sit in the posture in which you can sit still for a long time all the nerve currents which are working pass along the spine let it be free from all pressure sit for some time and let the mind run on you simply wait and watch until you know what the mind is doing you cannot control it do not try to control the mind but go on with rhythmic breathing for 10 minutes the heart will become peaceful take a deep breath and fill the lungs slowly through the breath out and now tell your body that it is strong tell your mind that it is strong and have unbounded faith and hope in yourself it quiets the mind this sort of breathing is never dangerous that will harmonize the system when you have practiced this for some time you will do well to join to it the repetition of some word as om let the word flow in and out with the breath rhythmically harmoniously and you will find the whole body is becoming rhythmical then you will learn what rest is now pray mentally repeat let all beings be happy let all beings be peaceful let all beings be blissful the more you do that the better you will feel yourself after doing that those who believe in god should pray for knowledge and light pray for illumination thus i meditate on the glory of that being who created this universe may he enlighten my mind think of a space in your heart and in the midst of that space think that a flame is burning think of that flame as your own soul and inside the flame is another refulgent light and that is the soul of your soul god meditate upon that in the heart there are three stages in meditation the first is what is called dharana concentrating the mind upon an object but the mind is wavering when it has become strong 
and does not waver so much it is called dhyana meditation and then there is a still higher state when the differentiation between the object of meditation and myself is lost samadhi or absorption you must keep the mind fixed on one object like an unbroken stream of oil slowly and gradually we are to train ourselves the pull must go on knowingly voluntarily the pull must go on inch by inch we will gain ground we will begin to feel and get real possessions which no one can take away from us the wealth that no man can take the wealth that no body can destroy the joy that no misery can hurt any more the three great requisites are first purity physical and mental all uncleanliness all that would draw the mind down must be abandoned second patience at first there'll be wonderful manifestations but they will all cease this is the hardest period but hold fast in the end the gain is sure if you have patience third perseverance persevere through thick and thin through health and sickness never miss a day in practice practice is absolutely necessary we never understand these things until we experience them arise awake and stop not till the goal is reached